0: Well, why don't we just get really smart people together on stage and have them argue frankly if a fighter has to run their fight through legal they're just not going to be a good fighter (laughs) they don't want to take a stand it's clear that they do not want to take a stand except mark cuban who was one of our referees and that guy took a stand (laughs) which should be not surprising founder a goes well i think blah 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 and the other founder goes interesting Well, I think, blah, 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 blah. And then the first founder goes, well, that's bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) And I go, we got ourselves a fight. He was hired on the spot by the main event CMO, based upon how well he argued that fight.
1: listeners, welcome to the first episode of the third season of Loud and Clear, the podcast for people that give a shit about advertising. It is late in the year and a lot has happened at Lerma, one of which we became fully independent from the Richard Group. What a journey that has been. Maybe we can do an episode about that at some point, but today we're here. And we're particularly excited about our next guest, a man who has proven to be successful across finance and marketing business verticals. Today, as CEO and founder of Pan Amplify, he has taken an entrepreneurial approach to networking and creating a unique event here in Dallas, Texas, and honestly, across the nation. This event triggers the best debates around marketing and advertising with spice that leaves people engaged and even hyped. The event is called Digital Fight Club, and we will talk about this today. I'm so happy and honored that you accepted. We've been talking about this since last summer, it seems forever for you to come. This is Mike Pratt, founder of Panamplify. If you ever need a report done, he's your man in town and in the nation. And then also founder and host of Digital Fight Club, which to me is fascinating from our perspective on how we started this podcast, loud and clear. We say it's for people who give a shit about advertising, but also <laughs> <laughs> but also like trying to put on the table what's not sometimes said the okay. industry between clients and agencies welcome mike i appreciate thank you for accepting the the invitation
0: uh how are you and i'm fine thank you francisco that was a, a heck of an introduction and uh, and if and if you know me well enough uh, people will laugh because they're like uh If people want something that needs to be said that's usually not said, uh, I am sometimes uh, high on the list to be called to uh, because I'm not afraid to say something. And it sometimes gets me in hot water, but I'm still around. And and I don't have too many enemies, I don't think. But uh, we'll see where that takes us. I think you're correct. Folks in the audience may know a little bit about Digital Fight Club, but um, it is a side gig that I do. It has been a very rewarding thing to do on the side, both professionally and personally. I did not start out that way. And I have a sense that, you know, successful things don't usually start out that way, right? I didn't. I wasn't trying to get anything out of it other than do something different. What but is it, uh, Michael?
1: For those who don't know, who have not had the luck to be in one of those events, can you describe a little bit what sure, is it is Sure,
0: of course. In fact, I've got a bit of an analogy that uh, we like to use to describe so people can understand how it even came about. It, uh, it actually was born out of a, uh, I was having beers with an investor of mine at uh, Common Table in Uptown in Dallas. And he was lamenting that his clients did not see his firm. He was running Accenture's Dallas office at the time as wow. a thought leaders. And I had been running an organization I founded called Digital Dallas, which is just a small community organization. And I was sick and tired of doing happy hours and panels. Because nobody says their speaks their mind on panels. They're safe places. You've been to them. You've been on them. I would venture that when you're on them, you don't have to be controversial, right? You may not want to be controversial. People and so panels can get boring. And I was like, I, there's so much out there I want to learn about. So how do we fix this? And one of us, I, we don't know which one, so we don't know who to take gets credit, <laughs> said, um, well, why don't we just get really smart people together on stage and have them f- argue? That was really it. And said, "Why don't we give the audience the ability to like vote on who wins the argument? And why don't we make it a raucous event and add lots of uh, production value and not make it look like a panel? And wait a minute, why don't we get really seasoned, you know, chairman emeritus type people to be referees?" And why don't we curate the audience to make it an audience of of peers and impressive people so it's not just the man on the street necessarily, but it's like you're arguing on a topic you're an expert in in front of people that are either going to hire you, fire you, or are just like you. And that was the magic. Now, we did the first one about eight years ago. And frankly, we've tweaked the formula just a little bit to make it run smoother, but the magic has been there from day one i can tell you is from being a host on stage so for those that don't know and and you've been to one so you see we theme these events we've done vegas boxing mortal kombat uh mma street fighting when we did mortal kombat the uh, stage was set up like a mortal kombat video console not a panel. And when you get up, you're immersed into that. And so the fighters are on stage extremely vulnerable. They're standing up with a hand mic two feet from each other. And it's just about them and their ideas. Now, with all that music and fun and, and, you know, there's a little bit of liquor involved and the VIP reception and everybody's got a drink in their hand. By the way, we do not allow theater seating. It's cabaret seating because we want people drinking and talking in the audience. It nice. adds to the energy. And there's a feedback loop, if you recall, right? If you make a good point in your argument, people cheer. Right. If you don't, they heckle. Just like uh, in a fight. Just you like in a fight. A fight. Yeah. <laughs> and I will tell you, we've had eight digital fight clubs so that's, then there are five fights each. Each fight fight lasts about 10 minutes. Each fighter gets a 45 second open with a 30 second rebuttal. And then the referees um, have a purpose. They are, you know, the seasoned executives who, frankly, they wouldn't make good fighters. I and mean, we've had this AT&T CTO. We've had Jennifer Signs, the CMO of Frito-Lay before she became uh, Pepsi's president. And I want to tell you a story about that because that's how Marketing Fight Club came to be. And frankly, if a fighter has to run their fight through legal, they're just not going to be a good fighter, <laughs> you right. know? And the CMO of Fredo lay is not going to get on stage and be controversial. You which know is that. part of the problem, right? Like you're creating yeah. a space
1: where you can
0: actually be, like you said, controversial,
1: be mean, a little bit speak your mind, which is sometimes what the underlining uh,
0: engine that moves where things are really going, right? Completely, completely. So we have to have we have a few kind of like, you know, unwritten rules about uh, the, the 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 way the event runs. And another, an example would be this. I have yet to have a salesperson or a marketing person like a you know person in a marketing department at a, at a firm be a fighter, because the last thing I want to see, no offense to you salesmen out there. I know how hard it is. I'm a CEO of a small software company. I am the head of sales, but I don't want you getting on stage and reading from a brochure. I've been to too many conferences where that happened. They aim to please, right? They do. do. I do. I want you to get up and argue a point, okay? So the best fighters tend to be founders or people that run divisions at companies where they can speak their mind. And the best referees tend to be, you know, C-suite executives at really big companies. Or, you know, people that have they've moved on and they're kind of like, you know, the elder states person, you know, of uh, of a situation. Which I would
1: think it's eye opening for them, too. Right. Uh, To being at that level and having those arguments in front of them, they're like,
0: yeah, because I would bet that they get their butts kissed a lot, you know, in the positions that they're in for sure. And they want to sound like they can ask a smart question to the fighters, but they don't want to take a stand. It's clear that they do not want to take a stand, except Mark Cuban, who was one of our referees. And that guy took a stand, (laughs) which should be not surprising. Well, Uh entrepreneur, not afraid. Yeah,
1: not afraid.
0: So that works out great. And I will tell you that I do one thing, which is probably aside from hosting, is my favorite part of doing this event. It's been a thing I stumbled into, but I now do it every time because it has to be done so we start with topics and the topics we usually get, um, Accenture has been a really big, great partner and they allow me to make fun of this. They do a, a trends book every year, one of their agencies. It's a fluff piece. It's print quality is exquisite. It goes on your coffee table. It doesn't, it doesn't really say anything, but it talks about what's going on in the world of technology and business and blah, blah, blah. But it's a great source of topics. And that's where I get all my fight ideas from, from that book. It's really actually good for that. Oh, And so okay. I, I take the topic, okay, and then we find founders and CEO-type folks who would make great, great fighters. They usually, they usually commit because if, you, if you're that, that kind of person, you're usually okay getting on stage and, and arguing a point. And I get both of them on the phone about a month before the fights. And we talk about the high-level topic. And then I say, guys, here's the deal. You're gonna talk on this phone call and we're not getting off until you have picked a side to fight. That may sound like it could take forever. It actually happens very fast. And here's why. Usually it's like this. Founder A goes, well, I think blah, 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 blah. And the other founder goes, interesting. Well, I think blah, 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 blah. And then the first founder goes, well, that's bullshit. I go we got ourselves a fight
1: that's awesome it, it happens it. every time well it happens all the time in advertising it just doesn't come out right like the, the opinions that we have with like I don't know I don't know how many times And you've you founded an agency but like how many times did you walk uh outside of your client's office thinking that's not probably not the way we should go and 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 there wasn't you know, there should have been a harder fight, probably.
0: Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I know you were you participated in the in the first and, and really only niche specific uh, topical digital fight club, which was the marketing one that we did. That was the last one before the pandemic hit, February 28th. And the way that came about, I believe I told you this, but I'll I'll repeat it for the uh, benefit of uh, of your massive uh, global audience. Um, uh, I like to be a snark. Um, Thank you.
1: Yeah, Madrid,
0: Mexico City, Colombia, everywhere. Yes, you're global, you're worldwide. You're live, you're live, Mike. That's right. Loud and clear, domination. Spoken like a true marketer. So Jennifer Sines was a referee in Fight Club Number 2. She was CMO of Frito Lay at the time. And so uh, you recall we have the after party, we always do it at the Granada, and so this is on the rooftop of the Granada, and she and I are there talking afterwards, and she says, I'm not exaggerating a word of this, she says, you know, Mike... I have about a billion dollar media budget and I'm like, yeah, I know. And she says, I got about, I don't know, a couple of dozen agencies under my belt on retainer. And you know, marketing is hard and I have questions like, should I spend money on Snapchat or not? And every time I ask one of my CEOs on retainer, if I should do that, they just kiss my ass. Right. Quote. And she goes, couldn't I just give you some things I'm struggling with and you get the agency CEOs to fight? That's beautiful. That's genius. I didn't even come up with the idea. So we went out and asked 25 CMOs and you saw them all on stage and in the audience said, what are y'all struggling with? And I got a spreadsheet of what their things that they're having a tough time on, right? How do I I pay my agencies, right? Who decides my creative? Is it in-house or is it uh, external? All of those hard questions that they struggle with. And then you saw the CEOs got on stage and guess what? You can't BS your way through that. You could potentially argue that you would need
1: more time to solve some of those things, right? Uh, Of course. How do I pay my agency? That's a
0: huge topic, right? How do we get paid? How do we value what we do? But you know what? Give a CEO 10 minutes to get on stage and, and argue a point. Um, if you recall, do you recall what happened the, uh, on the last fight? It was the fight about, um, oh crap, what was the name of the fight? Um, I'm blanking, but it had, um, it had uh, Corbett Guest of Imaginuity. And um, mm-hmm. uh, he was hired on the spot by the main event CMO based upon how well he argued that fight. Oh, really? That'd yes. Yes. Crazy. The backstories and and, and there's great backstories because think about it, you know, they just want to know that, you know, you're 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 not BSing them, that you're that you're approaching it the right way and that you, you know, you've got a head on your shoulders. Anyway, it um, it was magic. We're going to do another one. um, Another one. We're going to try to do a national marketing fight club and just argue the, 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 the national level topics. Maybe we can get Pete to fight. I think we should. Uh, I think uh, part of
1: part of my goal of this podcast is kind of like starting to heat up the conversation to get Pete up there. I mean, he's he is definitely an opinionated guy. He's not afraid to say what he thinks, and I think he thinks differently uh, from other from other bosses that I've had before. So uh, if you, count me in if you need to if you need help convincing
0: him. No, I would like I'm gonna I'm gonna earmark him for uh, one because I I've heard him speak and. He can clearly get on stage and uh, and defend himself. So I don't think that's going to be an issue. It's just going to you know be on a topic he feels passionate about. You know, um, in the marketing space. Um, and you know what? If there's a lot, if there's a bunch of big CMOS on there, they're either going to love what he says and the way he says it, or they're not. And if they love it, that's the that's the way business gets done, as yeah, you know. Yeah, which is
1: fine. It's fine. I think I think what's important over industry, and I think is something you're doing is is having an opinion there's not one way to do it right you know yep. and i think uh yep. there's there's many ways to to cook the fish or to, or to bake the meal you know so um so an- another question and you talked a little bit about about uh you know this guy getting getting a job uh did and, and i think the idea of how it came about in a bar and out of this frustration of man panels are boring you know everybody's just kissing each other's ass and being nice to each other. I wonder how this has helped also your networking efforts. Cause I think this is amazing. Like what you did when I saw it, I was there, I'm mean like, this guy's a genius. I mean, he's connecting with everybody in a way that's very natural. People let their guards down, uh, speak about their marketing problems, speak about their business problems. Uh, and, and you're there connecting everything. So how does that work out for you?
0: Well, um, it, Thank you. Those are kind words. Um, It has helped immensely. And um, I don't, let me put it this way. I'm not bad at sales. I'm I'm just, I'm I'm not great at it, but I'm not bad at it. And I kind of say to my co-founder, I don't know if I like it. On the other hand, I love being on the phone in the sales process but maybe it's the pressure of making the sale and doing all that like that. So when you think about Fight Club and the relationships that could happen there, that is a pressure-free environment for me. I get to meet the C-suite of so many companies without any pressure. Right. And then when, and then so that's that's as you know, that is the best way for relationships to form. You know? Yeah. You take then away the friction. No friction, you're not asking for anything, they can come to learn to trust you so that the next time you do email them with a question or perhaps a greater ask, the groundwork has been laid and that has been very, very successful. And you know, I'm not an idiot, we sell to marketing agencies. So if I have the opportunity of taking the model and putting um, 50 marketing agencies in a room where they're having fun and I'm the one on stage and they don't feel like they're being sold to, you tell me if that's a win.
1: It's fantastic. Yeah,
0: I love it. We should, we should, I,
1: I, I'm i thinking that you should go and, and, and uh, export this concept to other countries, Mexico, Spain. I think that, I think it's an amazing way of delivering information, useful information to the audience. It's just good content overall. Uh, that Yeah, I think it would, it would be great. So I know you have a hard stop, uh, which makes it even more so special to, that you're here. I I know also that you have a fight coming up. Uh, Can you tell us when is the fight? What's it
0: about? What's the angle for this new fight? You know, we went kind of silent during uh, COVID, and that was on purpose. And I will tell you that um, my event producer, who is a longtime friend and partner, but the, the man, his name is Damani Daniel. He runs a company called The Event Nerd. He used to be on my board. He produces the whole event that you see in terms of, you know, all the lights and the bells and the whistles and the technology and all that stuff. And we've really got it down to a science now. And we didn't know how it translated to the virtual world. So we weren't going to just film it. And he loves to use this analogy, which is so, uh, is such a good analogy, but he talks about, you know, when film came along in the twenties, It freaked everybody out because they didn't know what would happen to live theater and how would that translate and all that. But it was very difficult for them to have the vision that film wasn't about filming live theater. It was actually introducing the concept of nonlinear storytelling, Mm -hmm. which you can't do with live theater. And that's why movies became a similar but separate thing. Well, then TV comes along and the same problem exists. And no one had the foresight to realize that TV allowed for episodic storytelling, which meant that it became a new thing. Well, we like to think that Fight Club did to panels what film did to live theater in that sense. Yeah. And so when virtual comes along, I wanted it to be like TV did to film, and we weren't sure what that looked like yet, but we do now. So we got lucky, very, very lucky. Accenture's always been with us and I get a call From them about six months ago, and it turns out that you know, Extension Interactive had bought a ton of agencies around the world, as you know. And Kunzman's one of the agencies they bought in Belgium. And Kunzman was approached by Tomorrowland Festival, you know, like Coachella. It's in Uh Belgium, and um, they wanted to do a virtual hybrid back last fall. And so Tomorrowland held the festival in Belgium, and it's like on a lake, and they sold. 58 eight-person boats, which is like a little mini party with your friends, social distance on the lake. But that's only 400 people. But then Accenture built a platform where they had created virtual eight-person boats and you could bring your friends to it, talk audio in the boat with your friends while you experienced the entire festival but you could chat you could switch boats you could um, throw emojis on and do reactions all of the audio was aggregated into feedback for the band Um, and it was this remarkable adaptation well Accenture called us up and said we're going to repurpose that for you and rebuild it and do whatever you need and it's not going to cost you a dime Mike And we're going to underwrite the entire experience and we're going to take it and make Digital Fight Club virtual. So on June 9th in Dallas, to be followed by Houston on the 28th of June and then Washington, D.C. and then um, Atlanta and then later Philadelphia. And it probably will keep going. um, We're doing the virtual version, which is and we're using two platforms. But the fights will be on this where you will literally have you and seven friends in a Digital Fight Club couch you can hang out with them virtually you can interact audio and video but you can also be a part of the fights and you can throw tomatoes and you can do and the and the fighters will get your audio feedback so it's like they're on stage and you can meet people and you can switch couches and it's really interesting bring your own drinks bring your own drinks we're going to send drink kits to everybody oh. <laughs> cuz <'Cause>, yeah <laughs> But and then on, it's better than that. A friend of mine got involved with starting another platform to combat Zoom fatigue because everybody is trying to take Zoom calls and turn them into uh, happy hours. But as you know, no offense to Zoom, you can't do a happy hour on Zoom, right? Right. It's not it right. doesn't work. It's not the right platform. Well, w- this platform is called Appreciate and we're having the VIP reception, which y- you were at it, it, in the Sundown Saloon uh, with 150 VIPs of like, you know. Nancy Flores, who's the CTO of McKesson is gonna be there. CMO of Fossil is gonna be a, um, a referee. The VP of Walmart's uh, emerging technology is gonna be a referee. It's the real deal. And it is a, the, the closest approximation to a cocktail party online that I've ever seen. It's got audio proximity, you can move around, you have total agency, you can only speak in clusters, but the cl- it's like it's like literally how a bar works. Oh, wow. So I, I will show it to you uh, offline sometime, and it is unbelievable. It is going to be, we want to break virtual experiences. Um, again, I'm going to be down in Deep Element, in a green screen, hosting the entire thing, getting feedback from it all, and directing the fights. I'm, I'm very excited to see how, how that comes about. I didn't know
1: this. I, I knew it was coming, but I didn't know the details, and now I'm even more excited about it. So I will definitely be there, make sure that people here at the agency follow as well. Well, Mike. I mean, I think I I have a, a conversation pending, which is uh, you know part of the part of what you use uh, digital fight club for or marketing fight club for, which is mm-hmm. talking about the model of agencies and what do you see coming with all this input you have from from all the connections that you've made and from your own experience. To be honest, so I would love to invite you to another. Let's do it. Let's do here.
0: it. Yeah, because that, that that answer is a lot longer than 10 seconds. I don't, <laughs> that's for sure. That's for and sure. You want to share where people can get tickets? They just need to go to digitalfightclub.co.co and all the information's there. They can grab tickets. We are only selling tickets for 10 bucks. It's going to cover my um, Amazon Web Services bandwidth fees. Um, we want as many people to experience it. What makes it a Dallas event versus a Houston event? The fighters are from Dallas. The referees are from Dallas, and the topics are related to everything. As you can very well imagine, most of the fights are gonna center around, we used to do this before the pandemic this way, how are we gonna do it in the future? Everybody wants to fight about that. We're it's all talking about it. We're all talking about it. We'll oh, try yeah. to figure it out. Oh yeah, all right, I'll, ta- I'll talk to you soon. Just let me know when the next one is. Very cool, Mike. Good to see you, good
1: to hear you. Thank you so much, appreciate Take you. Care. So there you have it. This has been loud and clear. Season three, episode one, with Michael Pratt, founder of Digital Fight Club. He's a guy who has been in the agency world for a while, but started in the stock market in New York. And is just a super interesting guy on his approach on building experiences, uh, approaching data in particular uh, and just uh, different thinking uh, overall and all around. Thank you again for being here. Do not forget to follow us, subscribe, like us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, anywhere where you listen to your podcast. We are there. We would love to hear from you. We appreciate you coming back to Loud and Clear. Until next time, this is Francisco Cárdenas, your host, and your producer, Rolf Ruiz, who's in the cabin. Thank you so much. Have a great day.